Well, it's great to see you. We're so glad you're here. And for those of you joining us online, thanks for joining us. We pray that the Holy Spirit was present with you in your home as you worshiped. Uh, we just love gathering together as a church to worship, and we're glad you're with us. You are a part of us, and we love you. We pray for you weekly, and we're glad you're here as well. And last week, we started with an awesome series called The Holy Spirit Revealed. And so we've been diving into the Holy Spirit and what that looks like for us as Christ followers. And last week, Pastor Aaron just shared with us about how we need the Holy Spirit in our lives that it's not weird, though some of you may have that perception of the Holy Spirit. It's not weird, but it's actually something necessary in our life if we're a Christ follower, and it's what God has for us. And so we are building a good foundation of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're, we're digging into Scripture. We're seeing what, what God tells us about the Holy Spirit. And so we want to have a clearer understanding of that. And so we're taking the time to do that. And that is why we've chosen to do this series, because most of us can just go about our day-to-day -day lives really unaware that the Holy Spirit is actually moving in our lives, that he's actually working in our lives. We can just go about our day-to-day -day lives unaware of it. I don't know about you, but I, I've had this happen many times in my life, and one time recently, it was about a month ago, I was getting ready to leave for my day to go to work and had all my things packed up and was getting ready to load my car with my stuff. Now, most, most of the staff here will, will concur with this, but I carry two bags and three drink cups everywhere I go. Um, it's kind of a joke. The staff has this joke about it. Um, they, they just tease me about it. And it's funny because I do. I have two bags, two big bags, and like three drink cups. And, and I take it everywhere I go. So sometimes it takes me a couple of trips to get in my car. So I'm loading my car up, and I forgot something. And so I went back in the house to get that item. And then once I got back in the house, one of my sons was like, Mom, I need your help. Can you help me for a minute? And so I helped them for a minute. And then I got in my car, and I went on my way. Uh, to head into work. So I took the normal route that I always take into work, and sure enough, on my way, I come across a terrible accident. And it had obviously just happened. You can just tell when you come up, you know, there, there was no one on the scene yet helping, and it obviously had just happened. And so I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you, where you start thinking about, what just happened earlier and the fact that I didn't leave when I normally would have left because I forgot something and I had to go back in the house and then my son needed help, so I took the time to do that. And then you start thinking about that and it dawns on you, that probably would have been me if I had left when I was intending to leave. That would have been me. And so you see the Holy Spirit working in your life when you are completely unaware of it. So I don't know if you've had that happen to you. And maybe you might be saying, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's, that has nothing to do with God. I believe that the Holy Spirit works in ways we cannot see when it's happening. And so maybe you've had that happening, but we can be unaware of the Holy Spirit working in our life. 
Um, or maybe you might just be saying, well, he doesn't work in my life like he works in someone else's life. Like I know this person in my life and they just really seem to have this power that I don't have. They just seem, you know, they pray and their prayers get answered and God just does stuff for them and they just handle difficulties in life really well. And man, they just, they just have something that I don't. And you might be actually thinking of someone in your life like that. And I would say a lot of us would maybe even think of our grandmothers, right? That sounds like our grandmothers, right? I mean, don't mess with the grandma's prayers, man. Those prayers get answered, right? So you might be thinking of someone in your life, and you say, well, that happens for them, and they just seem to have all this, this power that, that they, they live in. And, and you're just over here, right? You're just over here going through life with your little beach shovel. You're like, I'm just trying to make it through life, and, you know, I'm digging my way through, and here I go, right? And you're trying, but you're doing it on your own power and your own strength. You're using this teeny tiny little beach shovel when there's a better way, when there's a better option, when there is more for you, right? There's a better way. You don't need to be going through life with this tiny little beach shovel when you have access to more power. And that's what the Holy Spirit is in our life. And so that might be like the person you're thinking of that, that you feel like goes through life with that power. You're like, they're over there digging with, with this big shovel and I'm over here with my tiny beach shovel. You have access to this too. And it tells us in scripture, it tells us in Romans 8, 11, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. You have that power in you. You have it. You have access to it. The Holy Spirit is in us, each and every one of us. If you have accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is in you, and you have the ability to live a supernatural life. And you might say, well, that's, that's kind of where you lose me. I just, that seems weird to me. I just don't get that, you know, living a supernatural life. doesn't make sense to me. So we understand that, and that's why we are taking the time to focus on this and to show you through Scripture and through Jesus' example that this is actually a really, really good thing. And so when you think about Jesus himself, so God sent us Jesus, right, as a baby, and he was a human being. God sent him as a human being to live in this natural world, right? But in this natural world, as a human being, Jesus lived a supernatural life, right? We see that all through scripture, right? He prayed for people. He healed the sick. He raised people from the dead. Signs and wonders followed him wherever he went, right? So he was a human being living in a natural world, but living a supernatural life from the power that God gave him. And then when he died, and he rose again, he then became a supernatural being living in a natural world. And this is where the disciples 
just got thrown for a loop, right? They could not embrace this. They could not understand it. And so this just did not seem normal to even the disciples. And so they too didn't understand this at first. And in John chapter 20, Jesus appears to the disciples, right? They're meeting behind a locked door in a room, no way in or out other than that locked door. And what happens? Jesus appears right in the midst of them and, and they're going, what? <laughs> How did you get in here? What's going on? And the first words out of Jesus' mouth to them was, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Because he knew it was going to blow their minds, right? And, and sometimes when we think about things that we don't understand, the things that don't make sense to us, right, that can scare us, right? It can take us off guard a little bit. And so Jesus knew this. And so that's why he says, peace be with you. And he's telling them, listen, this isn't a scary thing. It's not scary. And, and I want this for your life. And, and he was showing them. And he, he appeared to them multiple times after his resurrection to get them used to that, right? Such a great, we have such a great God who assures us at every moment, right? It's just the right time. And, and it tells us in Acts chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, it says, During the 40 days after he suffered and died, Jesus appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was preparing them to receive this gift of the Holy Spirit, right? This gift that, was, that actually gave Jesus the power and victory over sin and death. And this was the gift that was going to be left to them after Jesus went away. And so some of you need this reassurance today. You may not fully understand, and so that is what we're doing today. I'm saying to you today, peace be with you. Peace be with you. This is not a scary thing. God only gives good gifts to his children. And so the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you and is available to you. And it's not a scary thing. So today we're going to look at three things that we can do when we have the Holy Spirit. And if you are a Christ follower, that is you. You have the Holy Spirit. And the first one of those things is that we can live with power. We can live with power. It tells us in verse 8 of Acts chapter 1, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so we have access to this power, and we are to use that power, right? This is a power strip, right? When you plug into this, what do you get? Power, right? This is the Holy Spirit. So we have access to that. So that's the Holy Spirit, and... One second. This is us. This is us right here. And so we are going to plug into that power. We have access to that. It is for each and every one of us. 
And so we have that in our life. And the power of the Holy Spirit isn't for our entertainment. It's not just for our entertainment. I mean, that would be cool, right? I mean, if we all could just show up at our friend's house and not have to use the front door, right? I mean, we just show up. We're like, hey, what's up? And we're like in their house. I mean, that would really freak some people out. We'd basically all be superheroes walking around, right? That would be like our superpower. We just show up in people's houses. That's not what it's for, right? It's not what it's for. It's not for our entertainment. This is for us to take the good news of Jesus to a lost and dying world. God knew we were going to need this power, this extra power to do that, to come against the enemy and to bring the good news. We need power to do that, right? We need power to help those who are being led away from God. And, and we need power to stand against lies, right? We're being led away from the truth daily. The enemy wants to lead us away from the truth daily. He wants us deciding what is okay for us. He wants us deciding what is truth for ourselves. And so there's a lot of godlessness around us. I think we would all agree with that because people are getting scared. They're getting self-absorbed, and we're being led away from the truth. The truth is getting distorted and honestly, in Scripture, part of the Holy Spirit's job is to lead us in truth. Okay? It says in John 10 that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit's job is actually to reveal that truth to us. And it tells us in John 16, 13, when the Holy Spirit, who is truth, comes, he shall guide you into all truth. For he will not be presenting his own ideas, but will be passing on to you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And so Jesus is the truth. The Holy Spirit leads us in that truth. And so in a world that is so easily swayed from the truth, we had better be connected to the truth. We had better be connected to the truth. we aren't, we're going to start to say things like, well, you know, it's, it's not that bad. It, it's really not that bad. I mean, where in the Bible does it really say that I can't do that? I mean, it's okay. And then what happens? I can go away from the truth. I am not connected to the truth, to the Holy Spirit's power, I can move away from the truth. And as long as I'm not being led by the Holy Spirit, I end up making whatever decisions I, I want to make for my own life, right? It's not so bad. I don't need God. I can do this on my own. It doesn't really say that in the Bible. I, I'm good. And then I can go wherever I want to go. And that is not what God intends for us. We have to stop trying to live in ourselves and get ourselves plugged into the Holy Spirit. So we have his power. So we're being guided by the truth. And so we live 
as God intended us to live. I can't, I can't wander away from the truth when I am connected. It holds me. It grounds me. I can't go very far away. I am connected. That is what God intends for us. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit and be directed by him. And when we do, our perspective changes. We stay grounded in the truth. The second thing that we can do when we have the Holy Spirit is we can live supernaturally. And I referred to this earlier when I talked about Jesus. Jesus lived supernaturally on this earth. And, and he's the example for us. Let's hear what the Apostle Paul shares with us about living supernaturally. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 to 5, Paul says, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. And so Paul is, is showing us, listen, we have to live beyond our own abilities. We've got to live beyond what we can just do in and of ourselves. We've got to live with the Holy Spirit. We've got to live supernaturally through the Holy Spirit. There's a better way. And he's teaching us and showing us. And, and I'm telling you, he led so many people to Christ. He started the early church, what we're living in today. He started this so long ago. And he said, listen, I, I'm not relying on what I can say of my own strength, what the words that are going to come out of my mouth. I'm relying on the Holy Spirit. It's the only way this can be done. And the reason... In that passage, remember he said, I did this so you wouldn't trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. And so that is telling us, listen, this is beyond your own understanding. Human wisdom cannot grasp this. It's going to require you to trust. It's going to require you to step out. It is beyond our understanding. And so... The reason we can't understand the supernatural with our mind is because we're not a supernatural being. We are a natural being living a supernatural life. And so that requires trust. And Jesus showed that to us while he was on the earth. It's beyond our understanding. Our understanding puts limits, right? It puts limits on us. It puts limits on God. And we have to go beyond that. We have to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we do amazing things happen, some of you are facing right now, if not right now, you're going to face situations that you are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to get through. You are going to be in a situation where only the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be able to lead and guide you through that. We have to trust in our supernatural God to overcome things in our life. Many of you are even in situations where you need a miracle. And you need a miracle in your life. And so 
That is who our God is. Our God does miracles, and he still does them today. Tells us in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4, And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit wherever he chose. So this happens, and, and this is what we pray for. As Christ followers, full of the Holy Spirit, this is what we pray for. We pray for miracles. We pray for signs and wonders to take place because this wasn't just for the Bible times. It's for today. I've heard many people tell me that over the years. Yeah, well, that, you know, that happened in the Bible, but that doesn't happen anymore. That just doesn't happen anymore. It does happen. The Holy Spirit's within us. He is alive. He is moving. And it does happen today. And we've seen it. We have seen this. We give glory and praise to God because we have seen this here in our church. He has rescued lost people. He has freed people from drugs and alcohol. He has rescued marriages and healed them. He has healed illnesses and sicknesses and bodies. He has set people free in their finances. We have seen this in this church. God is moving. The Holy Spirit is working and he is inside of us. And when we join together and, and we believe that and we step out in trust and we, we allow the Holy Spirit to move, those are the kinds of things that happen. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? Who doesn't want to live in that kind of power? That's what God has for us. But you might be saying, well, I, I, just, I just don't like that. It just, I just don't understand it. It's just, kind of, you know, it's just weird. I just don't believe things that I can't explain. Well, let me tell you, those are lies from the enemy himself. He absolutely does not want you living in this kind of power that we have access to because it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and overcame death and him. Why would he want you to have it? He absolutely doesn't want you to have that same power. And so he's absolutely going to convince you this isn't real. It's not for you. You don't understand it, so just don't, don't worry about it. He'll absolutely convince you of that. He doesn't want you living in the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. No way. But we absolutely believe that God can do the supernatural, and he wants us to live supernaturally. He wants it for us. That's why he gave us the gift. A gift. It's a good gift. And God wanted us to have it. The final thing that we need to do when we have the Holy Spirit in our life is that we need to take action. It's going to require action on our part. It tells us in Mark 16, 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And so, as a Christ follower, there are certain things that you should be doing in your life. There are just certain things. You should be worshiping. 
You should be praying. You should be seeking God. You should be showing the love of Christ. You should be the light in the midst of a dark world. You should be doing those things. You have to take action. But some of us, Christ followers, we're not. We're not doing those things. And when you don't take action, you're not living in the Holy Spirit. Because those who take action live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just going to give you this, this explanation about the Holy Spirit in Scripture because the Holy Spirit is actually the action part of the Trinity. So if you look back at creation, okay, you have God the Father who is also the creator. He was the creator, right? And he's God our Father. Then you have Jesus the Son, and Jesus is also referred to as the Word. In John chapter 1, he's referred to as the Word. So you have God as the creator. Jesus was literally the Word that went out of God's mouth at creation. And then you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was present at creation. Because when you look in Scripture, in, at the creation story, it says the, the Spirit was hovering over the waters. He was hovering. And when you look at the Holy Spirit described in Scripture, he's described as wind, as breath, as fire. And so those are all action, right? He was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was the action of creation. So God was the creator, Jesus was the word, and the Holy Spirit took the action. And so if we're living in the Holy Spirit, we are taking action. We have to take action if we're truly living in him. And so what does that look like? When you feel inspired to do something nice for someone, or when you feel led to pray for someone, when you feel led to help someone out, or maybe someone comes to your mind and you give them a call or you send them a text and you say, hey, I just, I had you on my mind and my heart. I just wanted to let you know, I I'm going to pray for you. And that person says, this could not have been a better time. I needed that right now. That's what it looks like to be taking action, to be being led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, in those moments where you are being led by the Holy Spirit, he, he does certain things to spur us to action, right? He wants to ignite you into action, right? So sometimes when you're being led by him, you actually may feel butterflies in your stomach. You may get goosebumps. Um, you, you just may feel some heat in your body, right? That's the Holy Spirit spurring you into action, right? He's stirring in you. And he's, he's encouraging you. He's like, take the step. Do it. Go ahead. And so you get the goosebumps. You may get the butterflies. You might feel some heat in your body. And he's spurring you to action. That's what happens. A lot of times when we are being led by the Holy Spirit, a lot of times it's something that we feel we can't do or that we don't want to do. Right? Because why? Because we're going to need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to do it, which is exactly where God wants us to be, not living in our own power, but in his power. 
And so a lot of times he's going to lead you to do something that you say, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that. But guess what? That's exactly where you should be because then you, the power you're relying on is not your own. I, I have this happen in my life all the time, okay? Yes, I, I still get nervous to come up here and speak in front of you, and, and I get that nervousness, and it's like, oh, do I really want to do that? Are you sure, God, you really want me to do that? That's exactly where he wants me to be, be because then I'm like, I can't really do this, God, without you. I'll be having a conversation with someone, right? You've probably been there. And someone begins sharing just this traumatic story with you of what they're going through in their life right now, what they're facing, just overwhelming, just grief and hardship. And you know what? There are no words. And I've had this happen to me so many times, even recently, where someone is just sharing with me and I literally have no words to say to them. There's no words to do justice to what they're walking through in life. And so in that moment, the Holy Spirit leads me and he says, just pray. And so I ask them, I say, hey, can I pray for you? And they say, yes. And so I begin praying for them. And I begin relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, who then gives me the words that need to be said in that moment and that person needs in their life. And a lot of times when I'm in the midst of praying for them, the Holy Spirit will even give me a picture to share with them. And I'll be able to say, listen, I really feel like the Lord just wants you to see this and I'll share it with them. Or, or the Holy Spirit may give me something specific to say to them that doesn't make sense to me. But as soon as I say it to them, they go, whoa, how did you know to say that? And I say, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. I had no words, just as Paul said in Scripture. I am not going to use persuasive words. I'm not going to use my own speech to do this. I am going to use the power of the Holy Spirit because this is beyond human understanding. This is the power of God. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to lead people to God. And I can only do that being led by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we can respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We can. You can do that. And man, when you do that, what a boost that is for your spirit. Isn't it such a boost? You get, you get so pumped up. And, and when the Holy Spirit leads you and you follow through and you take action, man, you get so supercharged afterward and you feel like man yeah i want to do that again that was awesome so imagine the kind of impact that we could make on those around us and in our community when we're all living in the power when we're embracing the supernatural when we're taking action through the holy spirit imagine the impact we could have together Let's be that church. Let's be used powerfully to change our community for Jesus. Let's take action through the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here this morning or listening online, and you are saying, well, I, I just don't have that in my life. 
that's, that's missing in my life. And maybe you found yourself listening to this message today saying, gosh, I want that. I don't have that, and I want that in my life. And so if that's you, that means that you need to take a moment and accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Because as soon as you do that, as soon as you accept Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. You receive it the moment you accept Christ. And so I want this for you. God wants this for you. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, it says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit who he promised long ago. So when you accept Christ, he gives that to you. You have the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to let you know that everyone has access to this. Everyone. God doesn't withhold any good thing from any of us. And this is a good gift that he has for us. And so if that's you today and you need to take this step in your life, if you want this power of the Holy Spirit in your life and you don't have it, then you need to accept Christ today. So if we could just bow our heads for a moment as we close in prayer. And if that's you today, if you want this power and you don't have it in your life, just raise your hand up right now where you are. If you're joining us online and you want to do this, you can go to gracechurch.life and click on I Said Yes to Jesus. And we'll make sure we get in contact with you and help you as well. But if this is you today, just raise your hand up high. You need to accept Christ in your life so that you can have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so let's just pray. Um, we're going to pray as Scripture tells us to pray. In Romans 10, 9, it says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So we're simply going to do that today. And so you're just going to pray after me. Lord, I need you. I confess my sin before you today. And I ask that you would forgive me, that you would wash me clean, make me new. I want to follow you. And so I accept you into my life today. I make you my Lord. And I believe in my heart that you are my Savior. And so I choose to follow you today. So if you said that prayer this morning, you have become a Christ follower. You have the Holy Spirit. You can tap into that power. And so for the rest of us, I just want to pray a prayer over us. You could just stand if you're here with us in person. Just stand on your feet this morning. Let's just raise our hands towards heaven. And let's just thank him for the power that he's given us. God, we thank you so much for the power that you have given us, the power of the Holy Spirit, God, that you gave to each and every one of us, God, so that we could live a supernatural life in this world, so that we could be led by the Holy Spirit in every moment of our life. And so, God, when we face challenging circumstances and things that we just don't feel like we can do, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to rely on. God, I just pray that you would just raise that up within us, God. Stir that within us. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be leading and guiding us in every moment, God, that we would be in tune with him. 
God, that we would allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in all truth so that we would not be swayed to the left or to the right, so that we would not be led away by the lies of the enemy, God, but we can be grounded in the truth of the Holy Spirit and be led by him in every moment. God, I pray that we would be aware, that we would know his leading, God, and that we would take action. God, we are not just called to be Christ followers, but we are called to take action and to go into all the world and to preach the good news. And God, we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, raise us up right now. Stir your Holy Spirit within us. God, to take action. God, lead us to pray for people, to lay hands on people, to pray for the sick and that they would be healed. God, to, to see miracles, to see signs and wonders, Lord. You've equipped us, God, and we rely on the Holy Spirit's power in us to accomplish what you've called us to do as your Christ followers. In Jesus' name, amen.